Now it's my favourite time of the week again. It's it's not even inside soap time. It's David Georgeson time. Hello, David. <laughs> well done, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Um, have you got over your hysterics from watching telly last night? Oh yeah, it was. If you haven't watched it already, you must watch it. If you're a fan of Charlie Brooker and you know he does his TV. Um, things on bbc4 and bbc2 there's a character in it called philomena kunk who gets things wrong and she's a pastiche of all the different documentary presenters and she did a half hour of shakespeare last night and it was very very funny it doesn't sound like fun but it was absolutely so hysterically funny you must watch it on bbc iplayer it's very very funny indeed <laughs> just the way you said you were crying laughing watching it Seriously, i thought i have so to funny. i have to watch this i really have to watch it but something else that i will have to get into is it's another soap david and it's a soap another that's soap? A, mm-hmm, yeah and and uh, i obviously have the exclusive before you see you think you're mr hotshot soap man but uh this is something i know before you Go on. Uh, we've got a soap starting here in Insight on, on RNIB Connect Radio. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's it called, Jill? <laughs> I, listen, I can't even get the name of the station right. How am I supposed to get it? <laughs> right. uh, it's called The Coal Cloughs and it's starting here on Monday and very, very excited because you know how excited I get about my soaps. Uh, I love my soaps. So any excuse to watch a new soap or listen to a new soap and it's starting here on the afternoon edition at 6.40 uh, every day from uh, next Monday, so Monday the 16th, and it sounds so good. Have, have you heard of it, David? I have heard of it actually. Just to upstage you, I have actually heard of the first couple of episodes as well. So have I, <laughs> <laughs> and it's great, it's really, really good. Yes. It's one of those things that it's kind of um, it gets straight in there, uh, if you know what I mean, uh, and and it's just really instantly interesting. It's a bit like um, it's a bit like a, a more kind of normal version of the Archers, and what I mean by that is it's a, obviously on the radio, and it's you don't see anything; it's all um, all voices and everything else. But the, um, the difference is that it's set in the north of England, um, well, it's kind of the south, south part of the north of England, as it were, in Stoke, and it's a really interesting uh, sub centered around the family called the Colcloughs, and um, lots of different things happen to them. And straight in the first episode, there's an absolute twist in the. Text that nobody um, would have thought was coming at all and yeah it, it's quite exciting so do tune in and we should talk about it next week and see how the first few episodes have been and uh, yeah it'd be really interesting to follow the story it will indeed and actually it was um, written by uh, some of the Coronation Street scriptwriters and produced by a fantastic guy called uh, Mike Hopwood and it, it's just really really interesting you'll have a chance to listen to an interview with Mike Hopwood here on the daily lunch on monday as well so uh do listen out for that anyway listen we are talking inside soap magazine now we're talking about the soaps and uh what is going on in emmerdale plenty going on in emmerdale actually last night then gordon got his sentencing and obviously aaron is very very happy with the outcome but i don't think that's um, happiness is going to last for long because there's just mentioned tw- soap twists there there's going to be a massive one in tonight's episode of Emmerdale and let's just say that you know always you always see Aaron he's always either happy one minute and crying the next I think Aaron is going to have lots of reason to shed a few tears over the next few weeks that's just my prediction there so yeah it, it, it never rains but it pours for poor Aaron 
Oh my goodness. I mean, this storyline has been so incredibly well done. It's been so emotional uh, and, and, you know, just really, really hard hitting as well. Aaron has been great. Liv has been great. Everybody's been fantastic. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the actress, the the young actress who plays Liv, but I think she basically needs to win an award because uh, I think she's she's hit the ground running in Emmerdale now and she's absolutely blown everyone away with her performance. She seems a very old, jaded person and she's not. She's a schoolgirl and it's quite terrifying to see someone like that so confident and sure of herself. And it's actually, Emmerdale has a really good track record with casting child actors and they really hit the nail on the head with Eden Taylor Draper who plays Belle as well. So... I think we've got a future Belle in store here, but even more trouble than Belle, if you can imagine such a thing. Absolutely. And actually, Belle, I mean, is, is Belle the same character, uh, the same child as, as, you know, she was when she first came into the soap, when she was just a little girl? No, no, no. But she has been in it for a long time. This is the thing. So she was played by, um, obviously, various babies and then one uh, toddler who played her when she was very young. And then she, uh, I think it was, she must have been about five or six when she was cast in Emmerdale. That was Eden, that is, um, who plays her now. So she is. She has literally grown up in Emmerdale and she obviously knows the character of Belle inside and out. She's just fantastic. And she's had a lot to do over the last uh, couple of years and especially at the moment as well with this affair that she's having with dr bailey tut 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 bell tut tut even more dr bailey but yeah she's just fantastic and yeah there's some really cracking stuff going on in emmerdale at the moment there really is yes this affair she's having with the doctor now obviously he's got a beautiful wife he's uh you know a successful doctor but he's also been kind of caught out by um oh what's her face Help me out. Uh, the receptionist. Oh, what are you talking about? The receptionist. The receptionist where? In this doctor surgery. Emma. Emma, Emma. Barton. Oh, the Emma. nurse. Okay. Receptionist. Nurse. Nurse. <laughs> Same difference in my head. Um, so she's been caught out by Emma now. And uh, she's blackmailing him because she's telling her sons that she's got possibly motor neuron disease. Um, it's there any lens that this woman will not go to? This is the thing. Do we believe her or not? Is she really willing to lie about something as serious as motor neuron disease? You know, it's quite, she is capable of it. We all know that. And, you know, you never know quite know what she's thinking. And uh, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's a big thing. This would be a massive lie. This would really tear the family apart if, it, if they did find out that she was lying about everything. And I know Finn is very suspicious at the moment. He's the youngest son, of course. And uh, I'm not sure the other two brothers now are actually too busy with their own lives to, to really think about what's happening with emma but yeah it's it, she if she is playing a very very dangerous game here now and she actually is risking the loss of her entire family she isn't half um just one last thing with emmerdale is charity going to get the pub or is uh, diane gonna back out at the last minute can't say oh do you know something they love to have they have to they love to have loads of drama in Emmerdale, don't they? Of course, and nothing is ever straightforward. And I would actually love to see Charity behind that bar pulling those pints. But I love Diane being there as well. So, uh, but we can't have both of them there because obviously I don't think Chaz is going anywhere anytime soon. As far as I know, could be wrong. But to have three of them behind that bar is the wool pack big enough for three of them? 
Oh, I don't think so. I do not no. think so. No. Anyway, listen, let's move on to Coronation Street. And Sarah Louise is in complete meltdown now. I mean, she's now holding thermometers up against kettles to pretend that her baby has got a temperature just to get her out of the house. Yeah, she's crazy, isn't she? She's really, really not in the right mind at all. And this is all caused, of course, by what happened between her, Kylie and Callum that very fateful night last autumn. And yeah, she's not really feeling well at all. And I wish people would actually see the signs. I wish Gail and Audrey would see the signs more than perhaps David and Kylie, because they obviously have a massive secret to hide, whereas Gail and her grandma Audrey have no idea what the truth of what has been going on. And it doesn't seem that anyone has really noticed anything at all they had that pamper session with Carla to welcome her to the family what a welcome um the other night and yeah it's it's I think Carla kind of sort of picked up on something but she's obviously got her own worries as well with the wedding coming up and all the drama surrounding that so yeah what is going to happen I do feel very desperately sorry for Sarah and uh, I don't think her situation is going to get better anytime soon no, I don't think so either. And of course, Jason's been having a bit of a meltdown as well over his dad, drinking mm. too much and, you know, sleeping with young ladies that he shouldn't be sleeping with. Um, is, uh, do you think they'll go off together? Because I know Jason's leaving. He is leaving. I'm not entirely sure when he's leaving. I know that he confirmed on social media recently that his his final scenes are coming up quite soon. And um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the story is with his leaving yet, how he's going to how he's going to depart. And he is feeling the pressure at the moment, obviously, with Tony and everything that's happened there feeling that seems to be manipulating everyone and nobody seems to have realised apart from Todd um, Todd has actually messed up things majorly in trying to expose feeling of course and just brought everyone closer to feeling so Todd has got to play the long game now if he's really going to try and expose him and I hope he does that soon so for once I'm on Todd's side but yeah how this is going to impact Jason is anyone's guess right now Oh absolutely and of course we see the vicar what's his name again? Billy. Billy. Um, Billy is still giving money to some waif and stray. Uh, we don't know why. Are we going to come to the end of that or, or come to any conclusion with that very soon? Think about think about Billy the vicar is that he has... Uh, we've seen a few sides of him recently, some quite surprising sides to his personality. So I think this is just the start of a big storyline for Billy the Vicar now. And he's always been slightly under the radar before, hasn't he? He's always been the one who's kind of offering advice. He helped, try, you know, try to counsel Sarah Louise just after um, Callum died and, and all the rest of that. So, I mean, yeah, we, I think we're going to see a lot more from him now. And Daniel Brockerbank, who plays him, is actually brilliant, of course. I mean, he's within Emmerdale years ago and doing loads of TV and films. And he's, uh, he's a fantastic actor. So I think, yeah, this is just the start of Billy the Vicar in Coronation Street, I suspect. Absolutely. And uh, Alex, now he seems to be giving Roy a bit of uh, a sore head at the moment. Yes, Alex, tearing around Weatherfield with his mates, getting drunk and doing all the rest of it. And yeah, poor Roy has got enough on his plate at the moment and having to deal with all this, of course. Is he ready for a substitute sort of son in um, Alex? Obviously, his mother has now flitted off God knows where she is and uh, uh, she she could have been around, but we all know what she's like. She's not a very pleasant woman at all. And uh, she's left Ken in her wake now and seemingly left Alex in her wake as well. So can anyone help him 
Mm, I who knows? Who knows? Um, I'd like to see, you know, a, a really good storyline come up for Alex, actually, and uh, get to know the character a little bit better because right now he's just a kind of stroppy teenager that's doing everybody's head in with drink and, and all the kind of things that teenagers do people's heads in with. But, you know, I, I always think it's great that the, you know, Corey are, are great. All the soaps are great um, at using disabled characters in disabled roles as well, uh, which is. A, a really good thing well all i can say is i suspect your wish may be granted ah good mm. good that will be good okay um what else is happening in Corrie then have you got anything left you can tease us with yep carla's head night tomorrow night so pen parties and stag parties rarely go according to plan, of course. And I doubt that Carla's especially is going to go in any way according to plan. So, yeah, uh, watch out for everything that happens with Carla. And then, of course, there is a big confession from somebody right at the end of tomorrow night's episode. What is that going to be? I can't say a thing. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm, oh that's it. Cancelling all plans for tomorrow night now. That is it. Okay, let's talk about uh EastEnders. Easter I know what is my head. You're not like doing very today? well today, are you? No, do you know what it is, David? It's this sunshine. Um it's it's completely. I wouldn't gone know to my it's head. been raining solidly down here for the last three days. I know, I know, but it's still warm. It's still warm. Is it? Well, apparently it's warm in London. <laughs> Actually, no, it is quite warm. It was boiling last night, yeah. Um, but it is absolutely pouring down. We had a lovely weekend. We had a lovely Monday afternoon, and then that was it. Rain constantly since then. and oh, it's been, it has been It's been really muggy and just horribly wet all the time, and, yeah, not very pleasant at all. Well, do you know something? I do feel your pain, because up here in Scotland, we're, yeah. we're always, you know, <laughs> with that kind of problem, um, and listening to, to everybody else in the UK having lovely weather. So it, it's quite nice for us to have it but i'm not rubbing it in definitely not because i do feel your pain i wish it was sunny for us all i know a couple of people who just moved from london to glasgow actually and they're having the time of their lives enjoying not having jobs to go to right now having a cup of drinks in the sunshine and generally having a brilliant time so i think we should all do it oh my goodness you get to have to get them to come into our nib connect radio <laughs> we'll look after they haven't them got time they're down the pub all the time <laughs> Well, it is Glasgow. Uh, okay, so we're talking about EastEnders and uh, lots going on in EastEnders as well. Uh, oh, gosh, who will we start with? Um, how about Peggy, of course. Peggy, Peggy. Of course. It's Peggy back. And we all know that she's not going to be back for long. We all know why Peggy is back and that is her cancer has returned. And she got terrible news this week that the cancer has spread and there's nothing more that the doctors can do for her. While Peggy was finding out that information, Sonia was also finding out the test. So um, because she obviously has a, one of the breast cancer genes that uh, obviously saw her mum having to deal with that last year um, at Carol. And now Sonia having to confront that herself. And she's got some very big decisions decisions to make in the future about whether she'll want a mastectomy or not. Too late for Peggy, of course. Peggy did have breast cancer many years ago and thought she'd overcome it. And obviously now the cancer is back and has spread. So, yeah, it's so sad. The question is what is going to happen to Peggy between now and the time that she actually does leave? And we're not entirely sure when she is going yet, but it is very, very sad time. But really good for EastEnders fans because I think we're going to see a lot of old stories come back to the fore now and things from Peggy's time and all the Mitchell family. And don't forget, of course, that they've 
they've they've they've, they've weaved a very very intricate web now of stories involving the Mitchell family, and obviously this encompasses people like Ian. They've known each other for years, but then of course the Hubbard family as well, the Claudette and Vincent, and all those people as well. So there's tons of stuff going on. So I don't think Peggy's going to have a quiet life while she's back in Walford at all. Oh, it's so exciting, and of course Ross Kemp is back as well. As Grant Mitchell, of course, yes. Not entirely sure when he is back yet, but we know for sure that he is back and there is a trailer on BBC One at the moment that is showing him back. So that is most definitely confirmed. And I think that is going to be the start of a very exciting story for the Mitchells that we never saw coming as well. Have they not um, held bets or they're not taking bets on, on him coming in and the first words being hello, Ma? Now, I always thought that that was Nick's Yes, it saying. was. I don't know where that's come from at all. Everybody's this is been pe- going these are people who don't this. watch EastEnders, isn't he? He never said hello, Ma, like that. No. Nope. And it was, he never called her Ma either. It was always Mum. So, yeah. yeah, ignore all that. Don't put any money. Do not go down the bookies and put money on that because that's nonsense. You know, something and if is... I get proved wrong, I, I did not say those words just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll cut this out. We'll cut this out completely of the podcast anyway. <laughs> and hope that people have got really bad memories. But um, no, it's it's very ill-educated, isn't it? Uh, people, obviously, who are not avid EastEnders fans like you and I, David. Oh, I'm doing with it when people say, talk about the soaps. And the first words they start with is, well, I haven't watched such a such a soap for years, but... And it's like, well, shut up then. We don't need to know your opinion. If you haven't watched it recently, then you don't know what you're talking about. Full stop. And what about all this rubbish that people say to you, you know, oh my God, you watch the soaps. Oh my God. I mean, they're so this, they're so that. These are the people that watch Game of Thrones and, you know, dragons and Doctor Who. And at least this is based sort of on true life. It is, absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. Oh, David, honestly, we could do a whole show on this. And we just finally with EastEnders. um, Now we saw uh, Kathy and what's his face kissing? Buster. Buster. Supposed what to be Shirley's boyfriend, yes, ah. absolutely. And uh, yeah, Buster and and Kathy. Uh, Kathy, very, very silly indeed. You never, you don't cross Shirley. And Kathy and Shirley have actually got quite a nice friendship building up now. So Kathy looks like she's just gone and ruined it because she's gone and kissed uh, Buster. And um, yeah, I quite like the fact that Shirley and Kathy have bonded over Ben and they're both Ben's kind of mothers, as it were. And I think, don't think either of them really are at this stage properly. Obviously, Shirley um, was a mother figure to Ben when he was growing up because Kathy was off. We thought she was dead and she was off faking her death. So she missed out on all that when he was growing up. And uh, yeah, so it is. I, I do like their friendship actually it's very sweet and i don't think it's going to last for much longer she's off kissing shirley's boyfriend so yeah it, it is i think there's a lot more to come in this though and uh, i think kathy's now settling back in Wolford, but she's obviously got a lot of demons with her as well and i'd like to see those coming out in the next few months as well silly lady silly silly yes. girl she doesn't know who she's messing with listen david it's been so good catching up with you today thank you so very much for joining me here on rnib connect radio and uh, obviously if anybody wants to take a look at the current issue of inside soap magazine it is fantastic so please do go out and get it uh, but if you can't and you want to take a look online it's also fabulous so uh, what's the web address it is insidesoap.co.uk the very amazing incredible mr david georgeson from inside soap magazine thank you so much for joining us here on rnib connect radio we'll speak to you again soon take care bye-bye